Welcome to Mid-South Menu. I'm your host, Georgia Coles, and as a Memphian, I think our region's food culture is so rich yet so underrated. Memphis truly reflects a commitment to an artisanal view of the food and drink crafted here. I have interviewed industry professionals and experts in their craft to get their perspectives on everything from gourmet coffee to Firestone beer to barbecue competition culture. I hope to share all this with you. Memphis's culinary offerings are unique and unparalleled, offering a wide variety of artisanal products. Join me on a tour unpacking the art and science of the 901's food and drink culture, Memphis's best, the Mid-South Menu. My goal with this podcast is for each episode to answer engaging questions you may have always had about the craft and creation of high-quality food and drink through time-honored traditions. Thus, at the beginning of each episode, I'll name a few questions you can trust will be answered by the end. This episode focuses on barbecue competitions with Rod Collier. Rod Collier has been team captain of the barbecue experiment for over 15 years now, a team of barbecue competitors who compete all across the Memphis barbecue circuit, taking them all over the Southeast. In this exciting episode, we answer barbecue questions like, what is the Memphis Barbecue Network? How does someone become a barbecue judge? How does wood chip smoke truly impact the flavor of barbecued meat? Join me on this episode's exploration of barbecue as an important part of the Mid-South menu. Hello, today I am here with Rod Collier, captain of the Barbecue Experiment here in Memphis, Tennessee. Rod, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you. So, for people not familiar with the Memphis in May Barbecue Festival and competition, I'd love to do just a quick overview of its structure. Okay. I think it's been around since 1971. Mm -hmm. And so, it was a very small, small competition to my knowledge. It really grew legs, I I think, like in maybe 80, 80, between 80 and 85. It's turned into a a really big deal. So you are, once you compete in that and you do well in it or you get, I'll say well like in the top 10 or 15, you get a lot of recognition. It's a big deal to do it. Yeah. Very big deal to do it. And how did you first get involved? I have a restaurant background. I was a kitchen manager for a restaurant and the cooks and the servers had a team and Mm -hmm. I just came down to check it out Mm -hmm. and uh, they were getting ready to apply again and so they're having a party where they get everybody to come over and you know they fill out the application everybody puts in their money because Memphis making it can be costly basis probably about ten thousand dollars just to start oh really yeah very expensive competition and so we were all sitting around there with cooking and eating and drinking and they all went to sleep and forgot to fill it out so I just took the application and I was like hey I'll, I'll take the team over and they were like okay it's a lot of work anyway and so we started from there now since 2005. Oh wow so that's how long you've been team captain? Right. Do you feel like your background with the restaurant industry lends itself well to working in this like team structure and being captain? I've always been like either a restaurant manager or the head cook or the mm-hmm. you know head whatever so yeah I've always been kind of you know played the lead role and stuff so I think that's that kind of helped more than anything I really like to cook more than I thought I did when I started doing it since Memphis and May we, we've grown from that so we got to learn a lot of things like I'm a barbecue judge also I don't know if Memphis and May has changed that much as far as I think 
it changes for the teams because there are always going to be teams that they just come to for the party and there's some teams that come to win and we were more the team that came to party because we didn't know what we were doing <laughs> and so once you learn how competitions work mm-hmm. then it, it becomes very very interesting and you have to learn how to combine the, the party with the competition <laughs> you know entertaining people and it, it's it gets to be yeah very very fun being someone like from memphis the way i've heard about the barbecue festival is that it's so much about like networking like sure. you're a lot more likely to get some barbecue if you actually know the teams well right yeah that's if if i know if i could change anything if i actually ran memphis and may i will let the public be a little more involved yeah so the public it's really a big private party that's what it seems like nobody and unfortunately they don't tell the public that really yeah so if you're not on the team if you don't know somebody that runs the team you know you basically what you get to do you get to walk up and down you know the fairway and watch everybody else have a good time you know eat Pronto Pub. That's one thing they can really change about it, but that's not my decision. But, you know, I invite people in. If I see them off the street, they're asking questions. I let them come in. I let them eat. They, you know, do, yeah. do whatever. Were you just, like, for personal consumption, just, like, making your own barbecue before you got involved with the team, or did this really teach you about the... Uh, yeah, we just being in a restaurant business you know well we keep we keep crazy hours so you know everybody's off it would be a monday or something like that and so on monday afternoon we just start cooking i took to it i didn't i didn't think i would do it the way i'm doing it now but you know but i really i really took to it so that kind of kind of helped push things along and yeah, because I know that, you know, it is known as, like, an international competition. Sure. Is it still primarily, like, local or regional teams? Oh, or? no. People come from Australia. They wow. Come, they come from all over, too. Yeah. Yeah, because we're always close to this uh, Mexican team. You know, they come from Mexico every year, every year to cook. It's a big deal for a lot of people, and it really pretty much, it's, it's an international competition. What do you feel is really emblematic of Memphis barbecue? I think... It is a sweet heat barbecue. I think the rub is almost everything. This the sauce from here. Well, if you're from here and you're used to it, mm-hmm. the sauce is kind of secondary. It's like a the sauce is more like a, a dipping sauce. You know, everything here is cooked pretty much dry. Yeah. Know, for competitions, we have to sauce it up and make it look pretty. It's mainly we like it dry here. We know sweet heat. You know, and you want your barbecue sauce more like a ketchup or tomato based, sweet, smoky, you know, with some heat on the back end. It's a lot of variations. North Carolina and the way they do it in Kansas City and the way they do it in, in Dallas, which is mainly beef. Are you partial, though, to the Memphis style? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, <laughs> When y'all compete, are y'all smoking like a whole hog, or is it like a bunch well, of shredded pork? Yeah, there's there's three categories now. In Memphis and May, you can only do one, but uh-huh. on the on the Memphis Barbecue Network circuit, so we cook about six or seven times a year. And a lot of people do way more than we do. There's people cooking down in Biloxi right now, no competition, but. You do whole hog, you can do pulled pork, you can do ribs. In Memphis May, you can only do one. Outside of Memphis May and our network, you can enter all three. Mm-hmm. Now, we're, we're made of pulled pork, which is basically a shoulder, or a mm-hmm. shoulder team. You mentioned a festival circuit. It starts like around March, and then it'll run, like the last one is, I think actually today, in Deluxe, Mississippi. So it goes anywhere from Virginia to Georgia, the Mississippi, Tennessee, and it's, and it's called Memphis Barbecue Network. It's usually backed by a bunch of, you know, it'll be like some festival or music festival or some carnival or whatever, and so yeah. we're, we're just a side addition to that. 
Clemson made just kind of established a reputation of like, all right, that's the biggest one of all. So everybody uh-huh. wants to compete in Memphis May. So everybody wants to, you know, hey, I won Memphis May. I placed top ten in Memphis May. That is a big one. But we're what we do now is separate from Memphis May. Memphis May used to be involved in all of these competitions, but now they they're, they're separate entities. And yeah. so the Memphis Barbecue Network is its own separate entity. And so we'll get on the circuit and cook most most of the year. Is that just like um, like a social network or like a professional group? No, it's a it's actually just it's a barbecue network. It's we have right now our last place in I think we're 16th in the world in it. It's actually I mean it's a Memphis barbecue network is pretty pretty big deal. So yeah. we compete. And I mean, there's people that do it for a living, just like you see it on TV. It's a pretty big deal. It's mm-hmm. a very expensive hobby. I, we are competitive as a team. You know, we're usually always in the top ten, but we don't take it as serious as a lot of other people take it. You know, because barbecue to me was built on when I was a kid. My granddad would get out there and cook and have the family around, and all these people come around and just cook, stay up all day cooking, eating, drinking, and having a good time socializing. We try not to take it too serious, but I think we're fortunate enough to place all the time, so it kind of helps a little bit. Yeah. Do you think it's gotten more competitive since you've gotten involved? Oh, in absolutely. Really? So, yeah. well, why do you think that is? Well, I know for us, it's gotten competitive because once. We were always last. Someone convinced me to go to the, a barbecue school just to, to judge in class. So I took that. And so you just become, a, you know, you get to be a judge. So I'm a certified judge. But you get to see what, what the competition is actually doing. Once you do that, that's when it kind of turns competitive. For us, it's turned competitive. Like when I show up, there's the same at least eight or nine teams that I know are good. And I know and my co-captain like, man, you know, we got to beat those guys. You know what I mean? So it mm-hmm. gets competitive. Yeah. So it turns competitive once you kind of get a taste of placing and winning. That's what happens. It's almost like once you start hitting to a certain you know, spot on the network where they're like, man, I see this guy all the time. He's always cooking. He's all, you know, and they they look, well, he's not doing too well either. Well, you know, hey, man, did you try this? Did you try that? You know, yeah. whatever. So some of them are very, very helpful. We're very helpful. Now, some people just think their technique is you know, needs to be locked in a vault and so you don't get to know anything, you know. Yeah, but, that kind of defeats the purpose of barbecue. Of course, right? yeah. So that's, <laughs> you know, the good thing about the Memphis Barbecue Network is that it's more, even though it's competitive, it's more like a family. Like, mm-hmm. if I'm second place, the guy that got first was like, hey, why don't you try to do this next time? We're always, even though we're against each other competitively, we're always trying to help each other, which yeah. is, I think is good. What advice would you give people who are looking to get into trying to make Memphis barbecue. Also, if you're going to do it to be competitive like we're doing, I would definitely become a judge. That's the first thing I would do. That would be number one. If I'd have known that, I don't know, back in 05, 06, mm-hmm. what would have You know, we, we didn't, we started getting good results in like 2015. It took us a while, but we just didn't know anything. So when I became a judge, I was like, hey guys, this is what we need to be doing. We've been screwing this up. If you're going to do a competitive that's what I would do first. Is everyone competing primarily doing like a Memphis style barbecue or does it vary? For us, it's more the Memphis style sweet heat. Now there are teams that, you know, they come and try to do their own thing. You know, like if they're from Kansas City, they'll come do their do their thing. Mm-hmm. The only thing about that is, you know, there's different networks like the Memphis Barbecue Network, there's Kansas City Barbecue Society, they have their own thing. If I take what I'm doing to the to the Kansas City network, 
it's probably not going to do well because they're used to Kansas City style. That's the only bad thing if a team comes from out of town and they're used to cooking Kansas City barbecue, you know, and they come down here, the judges are going to be training their mind and looking for sweet meat. That'll be the only downside to that, you know, because yeah. some judges can't say, well, this just tastes good no matter what's going on, you know. Why don't, they're all looking for that, that sweet heat because they've been trained to look for that. Now, I don't necessarily do that. If it's good, it's good. I don't care where it came from. Beyond the sweet heat that's so typical of Memphis barbecue, how much variety do you think there is um, in competitors and like the way that they use temperature and time and like maybe like type of wood that they're smoking? Oh, with? sure. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of different ways. When I have to present to the judges, I always tell them that, you know, we cook granddad's barbecue. So that means we cook low and slow, you know, at 235 degrees and we'll cook it for 18 to 20 hours. But then there's other, other teams that are going to cook it. 350 degrees and get it done in five or six. So there's very there's a lot of different styles of getting to the getting to the same thing. Yeah, I mean, isn't barbecue though like traditionally about that like low and slow sure. like all day? I mean, a- a- absolutely. You know, people nowadays, especially in on these networks and mm-hmm. these competitions, they're so competitive that they pull out all the stops now. So it's injecting the meat, it's cooking it at high temperatures, or hurry up and get it done, and, and all these little tricks. And we still believe in just doing it traditionally low and slow. Then you don't need to incorporate no, tricks. No, you don't. Or... <laughs> yeah, so, you know, we do, we generally cook with wood, and, you know, there's some people only, only cook with charcoal, and some people different flavor woods, and mm-hmm. all, all kind of things. Once you get the, what the consistency of the wood, the smell of the wood, and you know, it's supposed to, you know, then mm-hmm. you can, if it's cooked and smoked properly, you will taste the flavor of the wood. You know, so like we cook with cherry wood, so you can okay. actually taste cherry in the meat. So you can taste that cherry tree. You know, when people cook with pecan, it'll, the meat will taste a little nutty. You know, mm-hmm. so you can if it's smoked properly, you can all you can tell if they're using a particular wood. When you did the um, judging class, were a lot of the other people in the class also competitors looking to better understand? I would say 50-50. Some people. Uh, may take the class to become judges. That wasn't my purpose. I do judge competitions every once in a while, and we have to just to keep a certification. But typically, um, I took it because I wanted our team to be competitive. But there mm-hmm. are a lot of people that just take it, they just want to be judges. What is it like having all of that media attention around something that otherwise people do in a pretty right. just social family setting? Yeah. It's fun. I mean, I'm, my name and all that has, has grown which it's cool. I mean, I don't I don't do it for any recognition. I do it because I like just like to cook and compete, and I love I love the gals on the team. But uh, yeah, it it does grow pretty big. There's a lot of my friends are very very popular just from barbecue alone. I don't some, I don't even know what they do for a living. I just know they barbecue. When you travel, do you ever make an effort to see other styles? It depends on our situation. We're all traveling in the same network, so we yeah. kind of see the same thing all the time. We're competing with the same people a lot. Rarely will we see something different. Mm-hmm. You know. When comes to that because I'm, I, I know what this guy normally does, you know, or that guy. So I don't see a lot of different things that I'm not used to. Okay. I've you know, seen, seen them mostly before for a while. We're we all together because when that circuit gets started, I mean, every other weekend we're out of town cooking. Most of the people that I know that I usually com- we're cooking with and compete with all the time, they've been, they've been doing it for probably as long as I have. Just getting back to as you mentioned earlier, wanting to open up the Memphis and May competition more to the public, right. how how would you do that on like a, like a festival organizer's scale and perspective? I would think that they do try to incorporate people now. They have mm-hmm. like a category called the People's Choice, 
And I sure. think if you pay a certain amount of money, you get to go and actually kind of be like a judge. I think it, it should be more like a, maybe a couple bucks more to get in, to get a special pass to do, you know, to teams that are open to letting the public come in. That's one thing I, I would definitely do. Cause I think it put more fun in the competition. Yeah, like so many other food festivals, if you go there as just like a regular person, you'd expect that yeah. there'd be a lot of that food just available. Yeah. And unfortunately it's not, you know, and I, I would definitely I would definitely do that. I would make some kind of way, some pass or some something, you mm -hmm. know. Yeah. Or let, or get a group of teams to commit to like, hey, we don't mind serving the public. Most other people who compete alongside you, do they also, I mean, you said you don't know what necessarily, of course, like all to do for work, but do you think they've got like a um, restaurant or culinary background or is it people who just do barbecue? Yeah, <laughs> most of it actually is. You know, really? Yeah, because I mean, there's some people I've gotten to be close to. They they may work at a hospital or you know, these mm -hmm. are locksmiths. Mostly guys, you know that just have a thing for cooking barbecue. Some teams can actually go and do this all week long mm -hmm. or every week. You know, our team just can't. You know, we can only do like six or seven when there's like maybe 20 competitions to do a year. You said you're doing like six or seven competitions, right. and then are you practicing? outside of that monthly or every other month yeah usually because it typically starts in march and mm -hmm. it's over with around now and so like a little bit after thanksgiving we'll probably start cooking all the time at least you know every every three or four weeks or so you know it's like hey let's try this let's cook this today you know mm -hmm. getting ready for everything to start how many people are on your team i have a core group of only three people but for Memphis and May for the cost and all that now we have we have about 20 but when we hit the network it's only three of us that travel you know and the, the three of us take it serious now team members will come and hang out so like in the competition we may have seven or eight people total there uh, Memphis and May is the only one where all everybody shows up yeah <laughs> but our, our core the core team is a just group of three guys the team has evolved a lot so a lot of people come and go there's so much money involved in Memphis and May to be on a team and get everything going mm -hmm. that it, it, it gets really private and people I don't want them in there but you know and then Memphis and May doesn't they don't want strangers in your booth because if something happens or liability say we cook in Arlington or we do go to Cleveland Mississippi and cook Mm -hmm. You know, if somebody's up and down there, you know, just ask us about, we just, hey, come on in here and, you know, you know, try this or whatever. We're, mm -hmm. we're, we're, we're open. It's not so much liability when we go around a network as it is Nips and May. But just because it's less cost and fewer people in attendance? Right, or, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's sort of like a double-edged sword. It, it seems like, you know, this is such a famous festival, but then right. also yeah. that's what's made it come yeah, so but you don't really get to enjoy it you know so mm -hmm. that the only way, and the only way to enjoy it is to be on the team and that's unfortunate well thank you so much for joining me today i really appreciate you taking oh, time this, out of your day any advice for someone wanting to uh, go to memphis in may and uh, actually eat the barbecue i would probably say join a team okay awesome <laughs> <laughs>